Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? And more importantly, how's it going for you, Victoria? Are you good? I am good. Uh, if, if you have been following us, we just had a super awesome weekend in Chicago, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit tired still. But uh, it was so worth it to, to go up and hang out at C2E2, but most importantly, to see all of y'all. Um, so I'm, I'm good. I'm coasting. How about you? I'm doing pretty much the same. Like I had, that was a very, very fun and very busy weekend full of all the nerdy and friendly things and all that. Um, I really enjoyed how we had to got to record our first unexpected live episode like at first it was going to be like three of us in person recording but then like oh we have friends in town y'all wanted to like sit in the background and just be around so like two birds one stone there that kind of worked out but like the introvert in me was most definitely exhausted after that (laughs) i love my peoples i love you dearly but like i have a battery you know what word of the weekend was people points i need to recharge my people points now yes i agree 100 percent Yes, but we have quite a lot to get into today. First, I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, so before we get into DC, uh, let's do Marvel, because Marvel should come first. I'm sorry. What I mean Mm, is, mm. uh, (laughs) so we have weird Marvel news, and I don't mean like what other multiverses are happening or something like that. It's that Sony's doing a thing again. And like, listen, I don't generally know or understand what Sony's doing ever about anything. Uh, And I feel like when it comes to the Spider-Verse, this drama has been going on for like decades now. I understand that time is weird, so I'm not really sure how accurate that is. It just feels like most of my sentient life has been weird Spider-Man like movies that are kind of connected but not connected and like now there's a loophole which means they're connected to the Disney stuff but then yeah so lots of weird things in the Spider-Verse when it comes to Sony owning the rights I guess what is happening now is that uh, Madam Web is shooting now (laughs) I am a Spider-Man fan Uh, I haven't read much of the kind of hmm, supporting characters, I guess you would say. So I find this idea really interesting that we have this, um, that we have this movie that is going to be about all of the women-ish, I guess. So we've got a bunch of different iterations of Spider-Woman. We've got some Spider-Girls in there. Um, Madam Web is, in fact, a character who sometimes goes by Spider-Woman. But there's, like, six of them. I have no idea what's going on in this. I find the general concept to be interesting. I'm also a little bit like, why they can't have their own movies? Why do they gotta be all together? 
But I think one of the coolest things about this is the time and the setting. So we've been getting leaks about cast and character announcements for a while. We had some confirmations recently. So things that we know right now is that we know that Dakota Johnson is going to be playing Cassandra Webb. Sydney Sweeney is going to be playing Julia Carpenter. Celeste O'Connor, I'm very excited about this. Um, Celeste O'Connor is Maddie Franklin. And Isabella Merced is Anya Corazon. So very happy that we've got some folks of color in there. But also, Adam Scott, who I know mostly from Parks and Rec, has been in a ton of other things and is a really great actor. But I always think Parks and Rec when I think Adam Scott. Anyway, Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker, which means that in the timeline, this is one of the earliest Spider-Verse things that we've ever gotten. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. I hope that Sony does a good job and that this doesn't have to like get weirdly dovetailed into the MCU later, that they're already thinking about this. But that's what we know so far. What do you think about this, Keith? I had a lot of thoughts until that last comment. You do know that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen, right? I know. No. Like, like, pretty much what's happening right now is that, like, I feel like what Sony's doing is just taking a whole bunch of ideas and just throwing them at the wall to see what sticks. And then when they see, like, what the fan response is going to be to these dozens of characters in this Madam Web movie and, like, all the plot threads they could pull on to lead it into Craven, the MCU, into this and that, and even Morbius, maybe. Like, that's what they're going to do. So this is a chance to reset and reassess, I think. I just, I always want to believe that there's more planning involved. But I think right. the common thread we're going to learn today is that like it's very rare for studios to plan well enough for these kinds of things, and Sony is no exception to that whatsoever. Like, it's fair. Just think about all the non-MCU Sony movies that we've had, that's not including Into the Spider-Verse, right? Like, we've had Morbius, which apparently is one of the worst movies ever made, and we have Venom 1 and Venom 2, which... I've come to find, like, the vocal minority love that movie so deeply, but the vast majority, in my experience, from an anecdotal standpoint at least, like, we just look at it like, eh, okay, yeah, this is this is fine. If not worse, right? So, like, that's kind of, like, where they're coming from as a studio. So I'm not surprised. They're like, all right, Idea Factory, and that's going to be Madam Web, because... <laughs> One of the biggest takeaways from Pink Parkers Into the Spider-Verse was, oh, we have seven characters here and every, pretty much every single one of them was a hit. Let's do that live action-wise. And then that's kind of the angle they're taking on this, at least from me, from my general perspective on what's going on and stuff. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like, they actually might get some really good potential ideas out of this and things they can run long-term and all that. But again, I would not be the least bit surprised <laughs> if they don't take whatever does work from this and run it into the ground and then pick... Like, get a big shovel and the big money shovel, dig it back out of the ground, and then throw it into Marvel to see what sticks there, too. I would not be surprised. Wow. That was, that was a lot. All of the feels today. No, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but anyway, we'll have more Spider-Verse characters soon-ish, and they'll be really early ones. Oh yeah, for sure. Like my favorite, two favorite co- characters in all the comic books, depending on my mood, they're one A, one B, are Spider Man and Batman. It kind of depends on my mood. Like I like to joke that it depends on if my depression is on the inside or the outside versus like <laughs> Batman or Spider Man. But 
yeah, that fits. You know, they're kind of the same, deal with the same thing, but like externally versus internally. But so like, that's something that I'm definitely interested in, just seeing more characters from that universe being like brought out into the world and everything, which is great. But the Batman depression will continue as we will see in our next segment. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and take a break and come back with a shift into DC. All right, now here's time for the big ticket item of the show, which I'm sure that if you're listening to this show, you've heard about many, many times over the past couple of weeks, if not past few months. And we're talking about what I guess is now the non-patented DC debacle is the best way to look at it, but it's much larger than that, right? So for anyone who's not caught up because, you know, you don't have you just don't feel like dealing with all this drama like we do um back in april actually it was announced that warner media and discovery were going to merge both their entities to become what is now known as warner brothers discovery right and the ceo of that company is a man by the name of david and let me see if i pronounce this correctly zaslav z-a-s-l-a-v and part of that merger like if things started to come up past week everything hit the fan like everything in that warner brothers discovery hbo dc films all that collectively is kind of a crap show right now and i'm only saying that because this is supposed to be a family podcast you know what i want to say (laughs) but um so like so to start off some of that stuff we found out that hbo max and discovery plus two separate apps hbo max being one of the i'll arguably one of the better apps that we have access to will be merged in september 2023 as its own separate app and i think the name still to be determined on that one and that's because HBO is going to take a strategic shift due to like directors from the CEO that they're going to focus more on unscripted content and less on directed streaming content which puts so many things in jeopardy and like just like so many pretty much everything that comes on HBO Max is kind of a danger at this point and also for context just to want to make it clear and be known that not everything that's on HBO Max is an HBO Max show some of them are HBO shows proper and don't count in this so some of your stuff is good like Succession it's not going anywhere it was never in jeopardy you're fine but to go down the list really quick before we dive deeper here James Gunn came out to say the season two of Peacemaker is fine. Like, they're currently even filming that and working on it on set right now and stuff, so that's apparently good. Things that were canceled was a strange adventure series that Kevin Smith was going to be involved in creating and adapting and all that. And also the sequel to Scoob, Scoob 2. That's just been completely mixed. And then as far as, like, things are to be determined, we have Titans, Doom Patrol, and, like I said, literally everything else on that show. Hopefully not Warrior, because we fought enough to get a third season of that show. The biggest news-grabbing thing in this whole situation, the whole DC debacle, is that Batgirl was canceled super unexpectedly. And that's concerning for a number of reasons. If not concerning, at least confusing and alarming. Because, for one, that film was already pretty much done. It cost $90 million to make. It had been tested in front of audiences and all that stuff. Like, it was pretty much, like, ready to go out on the streaming app and everything. But apparently, and this is all alleged, the movie wasn't being received well, both by those test audiences, but also people that worked in for Warner Brothers. So they say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and just kill it. And one way they're able to get away with that, again, allegedly, is they can credit it as a tax write-off. But the problem with that means that film can never, ever, ever see the light of day. Like, not even in the way of, like, 90s or 80s superhero films that just went around on the VHS. Like, the Fantastic Four film they made that wasn't meant to be released, right? Like, like it's, we're not even talking that, right? Like, the movie that they used to make just to keep the rights of the films and everything, like, those movies, like, this won't even bleak out like that, I imagine, right? 
Um, and then also, but two other things came up with this. That was supposed to be the fan where we saw the debut of Michael Keaton's Batman coming back into like the DC film universe or one of them, I should say. So well, there's a good chance we're going to miss out on that now because there's another opportunity for that character to show up, which we'll get to in a second. And lastly, Brendan Fraser was supposed to be playing a villain in Batgirl. And I was just looking forward to seeing more Brendan Fraser just like being welcomed back into like the industry and doing well and well received and all that stuff. So that sucks. But I've said a lot and there's a lot more to get into. But Victoria, what do you think about the DC debacle so far? Oh, <laughs> take <man>. a breath. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. I think that there's a lot of kind of long-term planning, but that just doesn't happen. But at the same time, I think that this is there are roots to the. Even though we're we're seeing like the debacle in its element now, this has been coming right. So the the Snyderverse thing was already. <laughs> already showing the cracks in the foundation, right? And and there was some stuff before that as well. When we talk about DC as an entity, especially their live action stuff, outside of whatever's going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery and HBO Max, there's already some fundamental issues when it comes to DC's live action strategy. And, and so... I think it is interesting to see what is safe and especially some of the things that are in the to be determined category, some others that I would throw in there. Um, I don't know how these things are related, but we get the Batgirl cancellation. We also get in the to be determined pile, Static Shock, Green Lantern Corps, and the Superman that was going to be written by Tanahasi Coates. And so those things all together, I will say that they're keeping Blue Beetle, which will be their first uh, Latin-A uh, superhero, like headline superhero. But losing Batgirl with their first Latina superhero, and then being up in the air on bringing Static Shock back, which was so important to so many of us as kids. Green Lantern Corps, which was supposedly going to have some folks of color in it, and the Ta-Nehisi Coates Sp- Superman, that that feels real bad. It feels it feels real bad. So, DC has always had such a great animated lineup, and I just want them to get their ish together when it comes to live action. Yeah, I totally get that. I just realized the irony of the fact that they're canceling the things that I was looking forward to the most. Like, the Green Lantern series, something I was definitely going to be very excited about, because like Quietus Kelt, I'm actually a really big Green Lantern fan, too. Um, actually, no, take it back in general. Just a disclaimer, like, I said on this show before, but in case you forgot, I'm a DC guy at heart. Like, that was my introduction to all this nerdy stuff and everything. So, like, I'm just sitting here waiting with bated breath for them to get their stuff together just for my own personal reasons. So, I'm not, like, trying to kick them while they're down. I'm more so <laughs> frustrated, like, right now. They're messing up. It's so much going, so going wrong here. And this is impacting a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, you know? And speaking on that, actually, so even more mess that's happening here. So we've all seen, like, the how, the mess that Ezra Miller has been in the past few months, right? 
Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. we haven't gone too in depth and too often on this show because it was like you know positivity. It's like what we tend to live for, but like they have been in a whole lot of stuff. It's, it's been a mess. Um, like Hawaii stateside, there are like allegations of like child abduction and starting a cult, and it's a lot. So the, and the Flash movie has honestly been cursed in my purview for like years anyway. Like I remember early before it even started happening, like they kept on having to change directors because like they kept finding either better things to do or they were having creative differences. So I'm like, all right, this is already frustrating. And then Justice League came out the first time and everybody just said like, nah, we want Grant Gustin from like CWCV show, which I am also one of those people, right? So I'm like, this just isn't the best look. But they went ahead and made the movie and dropped a whole 200 plus million dollars on making it. The problem now is they keep pushing it back because Ezra Miller, the star of the film, keeps getting caught up in so much mess that, like, we don't know what to do. So as of now, there are reports saying that there are three options left for the release, or possible release, I should say, of this Flash film that's now been pushed out to next summer. First option is Ezra Miller participates in minimal media appearances when it comes to promoting the film and everything. And then that's only, though, on the condition that they just get things together. Whatever situation is they're going through right now, they get the support that they need and they get on the right path. The second option would be they don't conduct any media appearances, which is very, very difficult for a film when the lead can't even do any press for it. But then also they will be recast as a result. And lastly, which is completely unprecedented, but could theoretically happen, is still on the table. The studio could just say, you know what, it's done. We're going to cut our losses and just take the $200 million movie and just put it in the can somewhere and probably find another tax write-off for it, if I'm being totally honest. But then, like, it has never happened. And that was the other place where we were supposed to be seeing Michael Keaton return as Batman, which means we might go 0 for 2 when it comes to this thing that people have been like asking for for years and finding out Michael Keaton to agree to after decades, right? That is frustrating. And then last two things before we switch it over again and just close out the show. As all of this stuff is going on, as you could imagine, it's not really good from a corporate standpoint when it comes to business and finances. So it looked like HBO reports came out this past week saying that HBO Max plans to lay off 70% of its development business. And that's both people who create like HBO Max shows, which again, this unfortunately falls in line with that theory and strategy change we talked about earlier with them trying to focus more on unscripted television and programming versus things that go straight to streaming and like they make themselves in studio. So what's the solution for all of this? According to Warner Brothers Discovery or whatever the company's name is now, they're looking for their Kevin Feige. (laughs) They're looking for someone that can just go in and like arrange all of this stuff. But again, that's better said than done because every studio wishes they had a Kevin Feige, right? Like that was one of the biggest issues with the Star Wars like trilogies, um, recent sequel trilogies and stuff, right? Like they didn't have someone, or at least allegedly, and from our perspective, they didn't have someone there to like make sure everything worked and had a piece of story involved. Sony, as we just talked about, does not have that at all. So they keep on having to like ride Marvel's coattails essentially with one of the best characters of comics, which is so backwards. Or like as we're seeing now, like DC has been just throwing stuff at the wall that's unconnected and trying to retroactively make it work and stuff like that for a decade plus at this point. So sure, easier said than done, but that is what DC is hoping that they can find. The very rare person that can like come in, get a lay of the land and say, all right, here's what we're doing. We're going in this direction. Will it happen? We'll see. Yeah, I don't, I agree. I think that that is looking for uh, the perfect needle and a pile of needles um, I do think I just saw this name earlier up um, when you were talking about some of the canceled projects. I don't know if he would do it, but I think that Kevin Smith would be a pretty awesome person. 
uh, just his dedication to DC and to kind of the the medium of storytelling, visual storytelling in general, uh, I think could be pretty cool. Um, but my my gut feeling is that it's not just going to be about finding that person. I feel like there's probably a pretty serious infrastructure and support issue within the company itself that means that even if they have a really good person, keeping that person is going to be a problem. Actually, you're right, because as a matter of fact, the current head of DC Films, who came in in 2018, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name, they threatened to leave this past week, but they got talked into, like, staying until Black Adam comes out just to, like, see if they can survive and just, like, sit through the storm and everything. So that wouldn't be surprising. And as far as Kevin Smith thing goes, I'm a very big fan of Kevin Smith. I've probably heard <laughs> that man's voice more than some people that I know just because I've listened to, like, five of his podcasts from beginning until their latest episodes. But, like, so I think that he, I think he would be great or in that kind of role at least give him the chance to do so it's a couple of issues there one Kevin constantly talks about how he shouldn't do something like this and it's like part of his whole self-deprecating brand so like he's constantly in public forums saying how much he would suck at this that would be hard (laughs) to turn around from a public like PR standpoint and second something just tells me that they're going to go more for the executive route versus like the fan who like cries at everything because he loves it so much route so I mean like I would love to see that happen but I don't think it's something you even really consider which ironically because like 20 years ago he got offered this exact kind of role and said no well Whatever they decide to do, I think that DC will come out on the other side of this. Whatever happens, it might get more strange. (laughs) But I I don't think that DC is going anywhere. I I hope that Discovery also kind of gets their stuff together because that's a lot of layoffs. It's a lot of layoffs that we're looking at. And I hope that all of those people land in good places where they can continue continue you know showing us their creativity and and doing what they love to do so we'll see and with that i think we should move into our non-patented patented lightning round for all of the things that we couldn't talk about this week there was a lot of content this week but i've just pulled a few to round out our episode kung fu panda four it feels weird that we're on number four But it is coming, and it is going to be released sometime in 2024, so that's a thing to look forward to. I'm sure we'll have more information on that as we get closer. Lisa Frankenstein, which is a campy high school horror film. Again, I will probably love this film. But it is going to star Liza Sobrano, who, among other things, gave a stellar performance voicing the main character of Netflix's Filipino anime Trece, We have talked about Trece on the podcast before. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest giving it a watch. And then Missy Elliott will have a street named after her in her hometown of Portsmouth, which seems like a long time coming, really. Um, Again, another just kind of icon of my youth. So weird news, but happy news. I am sure that Missy Elliott will do a thing on the street that is named after her. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture updates. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And I'm your host, Keith Wee Cleveland. 
Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone.